What a beauty! G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lechdog. Today I am joined by my dear life partner, Cassie. You all know her from a tremendous Gold Coast article. But before we get to her, I want to talk about today's sponsor, Manscaped. For the Yanks, sweaty sack summer is approaching. And if you're anything like me, you've got the heater cranked up to full and you're sweating away. Anyway, it's time for you to prioritize the comfort in your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these new boxes, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping using code JOCK. That's J-O-C-K at manscaped.com. Now, Cassie, hello and welcome to the show. Let's talk about my testicles. Hi, like Dog. Thank you for having me back on the show. Happy to be here. Uh, do you want me to talk about your testicles with how much I love them in an appropriate PG-rated kind of way? Well, how do you think the new Manscaped Boxes 2.0 are treating me, and how? And am I more appealing to you? Yes, uh, personally, I wish that I had some Womanscaped boxes that I could also have with you as well. It's been probably my favorite part of the Manscaped loot that you have received, and I can't wait to tell all my friends to use it by using code name Jock. There you go. Get your partner, get your friend, get your brother, get your uncle if it's appropriate onto Manscaped and tell them to use code J-O-C-K at checkout for 20% off free shipping and free shipping. That's right, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code JOCK, J-O-C-K, at manscaped.com. Once the boxes 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. Cassie. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. For those who might not know you, Please educate them on your prowess and your interest in the game. Uh, so I am mediocre at super coach, uh, mediocre at footy tipping, but uh, I have a huge heart when it comes to following my second team, Gold Coast Suns, and especially this year with my third team, Frio Dockers. I was so close to saying Dockers. My super coach knowledge, uh, it goes very far. As far as whether I like them as people, the numbers don't really matter in a world where you've got to just be a good bloke if you want to be on my team, which is a took your breath away, as in took Miller. Yes, no, I I understood that (laughs) as a Gold Coast number one fan and should be number one ticket holder. holder, Where can people find you and and what, uh, what do you do outside of super coaching? I sometimes do a podcast called Drinks and a Show where I discuss musicals. Uh, it's just spoilers, just my excuse to bring my friends on and 
talk about shows I really like. You can follow on Insta or Twitter, Drink Show Pod. And you can also follow at Carla.Torty on Instagram as well if you want some very good pussy content. <laughs> Gee whiz. All right. Uh, let's get into the action, the round that was. First of all, we never have injury news available to us, so we're going to start with injury news from the weekend recording this at 6.14 on a Tuesday all right, the first things first. Well, the first thing I wanted to mention is from Essendon, uh, and this is an injury. This is more of he's going to come into this team, you'd think, Cass, after a disappointing showing from your boys against my boys. Uh, D'Ambrosio from Essendon, mid-season recruit, 102K defender, was arguably best on for Essendon in the VFL, certainly in the top three. Huge hype around him, and they reckon he might come in. In a week where there's not many players available, Cass, because of the buy rounds, do you think people should look at him? Well, when you talk to me about rookies, you know I always say, never have a rookie. Always have players that are going to score triple figures. But when you talk about a mid-season draft, is I'm a personal fan of them. Uh, Will Snelling, my good friend, he was one of those. And although, you know, he might not be good in Supercoach, but he's a good guy, I'm sure. Is he, is he in your team of good guys? He's not on my super coach team, as he doesn't really play that much. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely on the list of good guys. Um, and since I haven't heard anything bad about this player, definitely bring him on. All right. Well, let's talk injuries now. Dane Zorko, question marks over him, potential hamstring. You're not a fan of Zork. But if he is out, I reckon we might finally see the barometer himself, Reese Matheson, Reese Shotgun Matheson in that side. Yeah, well, Zorko, I don't know why he would be on anyone's team from what I'm aware. He's a very um, cheater. I don't know if he is in AFL, but he is in real life. Allegedly. No, if there were. And so if he is in your team, I'm sorry to hear that. That's probably why you're doing bad this year. Uh, But if Shotgun's a not already in your team. You've got to pick him up now, I reckon. <laughs> I don't endorse this message. <laughs> over at the Blues, Caleb Marchbank, the news just came out. He's done his knee again. Oh, no. Hadn't played in over a 1,000 days. Comes back, gets a contact injury, it sounds like, and it is an uh, MCL, a lateral, no, a lateral, what's an M? What's the M stand for? Meniscus. Lateral meniscus. Uh, so he's out for six to eight. Adam Chera also out for up to two. I think this is a great opportunity for the Blues to debut uh, both of their mid-season draftees in court in Sam Durden at 124,000 in defence. Not going to score well. Might give you cover in a week where mm. you potentially have some holes. And Will Hayes. So all the talk is that Will Setterfield's going to come in, but I suspect they're going to play Will Hayes. He has more flexibility. He can rotate on the win, wing and onto the ball. He can even float back in defense. Been doing it all year in the VFL, leading the Blues best and fairest down there. So another option, I don't think... Durden's probably going to stick around for a few weeks until March, until Weedering's available, at least four weeks, but won't score much. And Will Hayes, potential to score, hasn't really done it at AFL level before. Danger is set to miss for Geelong, uh, but there's a good chance Tom Stewart will return. He also averages, uh, I believe he averages over 100 
against their opponent this weekend. I'm scrambling to remember who they're playing. I only wrote down their averages. Geelong are playing West Coast, wowee. So <laughs> I, oh, geez, is the ball going to get back down there to him? Either way, I'd be potentially loopholing him this week. That's Tom Stewart. Roy Thompson for Gold Coast, 124K rookie. Some people picked him up as an emergency cover for the buy rounds. He is a chance to play VFL or AFL this week after three weeks out. GWS, Harry Perryman is out potentially uh, for an extended period of time with a rib injury, was sent to hospital. Tim Taranto, a good chance to return. If not Tim Taranto, I think we may see young Hamilton come back into this side. I think there's a sneaking chance for Cooper Hamilton to play. He was pretty solid in the reserves. For those hanging on to Braden Pruce, kicked a few goals, but Cass, after yeah. GWS demolition job of North Melbourne, if he doesn't get back into this side, what do coaches do? Do they trade him or do they keep holding and hoping he gets back in eventually? No, I've been holding on to him for too long. I've been wanting to get rid of him when I only realised a couple of weeks ago he hadn't been playing. And so, but I don't know, who's the best alternative for a ruck these days? Well, we will get to that a little later in the show. There are some options, but honestly, it's not terribly exciting out there for the ruckman. Max Gorn was sore on that Queen's birthday Monday clash, but they expect him to play. Jake, Jake, Jack Zebel is out for an extended period of time with a facial fracture. Jason Horn Francis is currently suspended. So if you have either of them, either in draft or in classic, time to move on. Unrelated to the above, Cass, uh, Aaron Hall came back on the weekend. 94 points was tagged. Do you think he's an option we could look at? He's still got a reasonably high break even. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. I reckon Aaron Hall, He's when he's playing, he's at least very consistent when he plays. He's not the type of guy to go and punch someone in the face and then be suspended for three weeks. You know, you can trust him, he's reliable, and he's North Melbourne, so they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for who's going to be able to play. So you know he's going to guarantee his spot on the team. Let's move forward. Tom Lynch and Dustin Martin are tests for the clash against the Blues on Thursday. Lynch, a chance to go pretty big. Cass, he wouldn't be on your team. No, God, no. And Dustin Martin, is cha- uh, sounds like he might miss with... Uh, illness. Machito Owens, a lot of people bought him in as a rookie to generate some cash and cover you across the bias. He's going to miss with concussion. Drew McGovern for West Coast is a chance to come back. He's a test looking likely. So if you held on to him or you're looking for a sub 500k player who's playing in defense, he's your chance. And then the final one who isn't really relevant for this week, but if you've got him, Bailey Smith, probably a trade potential. Probably, I mean, we're all assuming he's going to be suspended for a couple of weeks for the videos getting around of him with a bag of white powder. So that's the injury and suspension news. We're now going to move into cash gen and trade targets. Machito Owens are from St Kilda by any chance. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Looking at the rookies this week, Cass, not a hell of a lot of options, to be honest. Jacob Weir, he's now priced at 171000 a little expensive, but after scoring 66, you'd expect him to stay in the team and might give you some cover across the buyers. And then other than the mid-season draftees we've already mentioned, not a hell of a lot of rookie options. This might be one of those weeks, like we might be praying that 
what's his name? I think it's Patrick Parnell from Adelaide gets named again. Um, Judson Clark debuted last week, scored 63, mid 417K rookie for Richmond. I don't like going early on rookies, but at this stage we might we might have to. Well, I reckon uh, with the games that are actually getting played this week, you've got a lot of the lower people on the ladder playing the higher people on the ladder. So maybe the top eight teams will probably bring in their rookies just to save them from this buy round. Potentially. I mean, St Kilda kind of played theirs last week. Um, Port and Sydney. Port have a few names floating around that could come in. There's rumours that uh, Bryn Teekle might actually debut, kicked three in his first sample game. Although if you go and look at the stats, Sam Hayes uh, dominated that game, so he's probably more likely to come in. West Coast Geelong, maybe, oh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe see some some debutantes. Yeah. It's going to be interesting one to watch. AK, I think we're stuffed. I think this is an upgrade round, and people might be looking at bringing in intentional zeros. Let's get to the meat and potatoes, though. We're going to look at players who I think we're going to prioritize pays coming off the buy, but we'll mention some names that we like that have already uh, that played um, last week, had the buy in the first round. The first three na- two names we're going to talk about, Cass, Stephen Ginigliog, $498,000 now, mid-forwards, got 174 on the weekend. If you don't have him, is it an anomaly that he was playing north and is he a must-have? Well, with Keneliog, what we're, uh, we all know what we've got, 58% of people have them in his team. So I don't think there's a lot of people who are like, oh, man, was he a good pick? They already know he's a good pick. But if you have Supercoach Premium and you do trade assist, it tells me every week to trade Stephen Cornelio. So I don't know if it's because he's making money or they just don't think he's playing well. So don't listen to what the trade assist is saying. I say keep him. No one, I don't think anyone's trading him out. <laughs> I, I think that's exclusive to your team. Uh, well, his teammate Josh Kelly had 111 on the weekend, Cass. Do you want to read out some of his numbers? Because he's only in 11.3% of teams, 623K. Uh, despite scoring 111, his price has essentially stayed the same. So Josh Kelly, you see someone you're looking at? Price hasn't changed then that seems like now is probably the time to bring him in before he actually keeps doing really well. If GWS, like you said, they did only play North Melbourne, so what does that really say about how good a player is? But they're on the up and up. You heard it here first, folks, <laughs> or maybe somewhere else. Now bring in the GWS players. So Josh Kelly averaging 114 for the year, three-round average of 122, five-round average of 120. Oh, 122. Let's round up 122. Uh, he is currently, yeah, as I said, in 19,000 teams. Definitely, if you've got the cash worth looking at, came off late in the game with a bit of a knock. The game was put to bed already. He's going to be fine. He's going to play. All right, Cass, let's take a look at players coming off the buy round. These players that didn't play last week that we're going to consider for our super coach. Teams, quite a few names to quickly go through. So I guess the best thing to do is get a good good vibe, bad vibe check off you. Yeah. The first one probably one of them was one of the more popular players in the game, still in almost 30% of teams, but Tim English 
A lot of players held on to him. Ruck forward eligible, 609K, averaging 121 for the year. He'll be the highest averaging player we talk about on this podcast. Is he a must-have, especially considering someone like Proust might not play this week? No. No, personally, I'm not a huge fan of Tim English and the fact that he's only played seven games this year, of course, his average is going to be high. Let's see how he plays when he's back from whatever injury he's claiming he has this year because that's the Bulldogs' classic trope that they're like, oh, no, now this play is really bad. Then they have them play Essendon and they're really good all of a sudden. So I personally, not a huge fan of Tim English. Don't think he's worth your money. If you're at least playing someone who's got them in their team, that's fine. That's an easy win against them. Don't even worry about his score. All right, that's a strong no on the vibe check. Alternatively, you could look at this man who is has proven to be, with George Hewitt, the bargain pick of the year. Jared Witts has increased his price by 240 grand this year, 617k. Averaging 119.5, slightly under Tim English, but total points, 600 points ahead. Five round and three round average of 122. In a hell of a lot of teams and you're paying a lot for him, is he someone that we can rely on for the rest of the year? Well, yeah, if you just look at how many games he's played, uh, all of them. So that's pretty much a good sign already. And he's only just in 31% of teams when Tim English was in 29%. So it isn't in like heaps of teams, but also I reckon he is a reliable ruck when we were talking about it before, like who would you put in? If you're bringing out Proust, put in Wits. Yeah, I think you need someone, if you're replacing Proust who's in and out of the team, inconsistent, you need someone who's locked in. Tim English is obviously the first choice ruckman for Bulldogs. Bulldog supporters. But I also the other day said I was hesitant to pick him and maybe it was just because they were playing, I think it was Geelong uh, in round 12. Let me, In fact, let me tell you, I think it was Geelong because they don't allow many points in the ruck. So he only scored like 78 that round, He, he which is a concern for me. There is, there is tactics to work against him, whereas Jared Witts is like a traditional ruckman and I think he just... He gets his points the old bloody fashion way. He's the experienced player. I believe he's co-captain, so he's got more role on the field as well. So that's why he'd be getting into it a bit more than this Tim English bloke. The only other Ruckman we can really consider and probably not consider for very long, Mark Blitzarves, who with Reece Stanley in the team, his scoring goes to shit, averaging 98 for the year. Not someone I'm recommending as a Ruckman, potentially still as a defender, but... Hate seeing Stanley in that team. And John Segler is about a week or two away from coming back in that team, and that's just another Ruckman to steal points from. Riley O'Brien is slightly interesting, averaging 105 over his last three, 106 over his last five, averaging just 103 for the year at 526K, but did pump out a 175 against Geelong, who historically, well, this year, do not allow points in the ruck. So he has some upside. But Cass, I think you'll agree that both of these guys are pretty bad compared to a Jared Witts. Yeah, well, if you're comparing it to a really good player whose consistent scores highly, of course, that's unfair on who you're comparing to Jared Witts. Um, I know, but you just got me with that Geelong score. I'm like, that's so me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I can't afford Witts. I'll take that guy. I regret showing you that, to be honest. (laughs) 
All right, let's look in at the forward line. There's a few options to consider here coming off the bye. And Geelong's run is interesting over the next few weeks. They've got West Coast this week, who Tom Lynch basically scored 700 against. They've got uh, Richmond the following week. Then they've got North. I think there's, they've got another kind of easy um, – they've got Melbourne. That's probably not an easy game. But, but the GMHBA. Ne- the next oh, – at GMHBA, it's an easy game. <laughs> so the next few, three weeks, they've got some reasonable opponents. Jeremy Cameron is one of two forwards that I would like to discuss. $490,000, averaging 91 on the year, but 120 over his last three in there. Coming off a 114.93 and a 153 in his last three games. Good good vibe, bad vibe, Cass. Good vibe. He's in only 2.8% of teams. That's already selling me. If you've got a sneaky someone who's going to be a guaranteed ton, but only 2.8% of people, they're probably not even in your league, the other people that you're playing. So I'd say bring him in just because he's less in people's teams. And also probably because those stats are pretty good, yeah, that you said? Yeah, that too. The other one to consider is guys not had as good a season, averaging 90.5. Tom Hawkins, 456,000. He's lost 55K since the start of the year. Break even 80, achievable. Um, What do you say about him? Five-round average of 90, which is bang on what he's averaging for the season. But look at his run home. West Coast, Richmond, North, Melbourne, Carlton with minimal defensive stocks. Port Bulldogs, St Kilda, Gold Coast, West Coast in the final two games of the year. Has the capability of going large probably more likely to turn up than a Jeremy Cameron, but hasn't been that good this year? What's your vibe? Well, as a player, I can't really like Tom Hawkins with the whole Cody Waitman of it all with the flopping. But also Supercoach doesn't really reward good goal kickers if you're a forward. So maybe if Supercoach changed how things were done, Tom Hawkins might be a really good pick. But since they don't really care about those stats, you don't get like 20 points for every goal that you kick as a forward, which maybe should be the rules. I wouldn't say he's really worth your time. All right, so we've covered the key forwards. I don't want to talk about Tex Walker. I don't think anyone's trading him in despite him averaging 100. He does tend to drop off towards the end of seasons. Um down at Sydney or up at Sydney, depending on where you're based. Isaac Heaney's form has dipped. Still averaging 100 for the year, 449K. He's actually cheaper than he was to start the year, and he was a lock earlier in the year. But recent scores since his last ton, which was round 7, 75, 92, 94, 53, and 96. They're not awful scores. They're just not super awe-inspiring, good vibe, bad vibe. Yeah, well, does anything happen? Maybe something's happened in his personal life. Um, I think it might have something to do with uh, Tom Papley coming in and playing forward, maybe. I, I'm not totally <laughs> sure. There's there's a myriad of, of, of things that might be impacting him, but I know if, if you're you not have, vibing him. If you have one bad week, you tend to be on my shit list with my team unless you're Peter Wright, then you can do no wrong. But I know he's been dropping off because he's normally a nice, consistent player that you can have in your team you're like oh well at least Heaney's still got to play in the last game that'll give me some good scoring at the end but I'd hate to say it with whatever's going on down in Sydney land it might be affecting him too much maybe he'll be looking somewhere else to go 
I think he signed like a seven-year deal. Well, we're happy to take him at Essendon if uh, if you're listening to this, Isaac. Um, contact Adoro. Uh, and yeah, bring him out. I say. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if I'm even going to keep that nonsense in. Luke Parker, forward mid, five forty-eight k. He's the one for me. If you're looking at a Sydney player. Averaging 104 in the year, averaging 104 over his last five. I have him in my team, got him in uh, a few weeks ago now, and he's been very serviceable. The questions are going to be for everyone, which bulldog do you bring in this week and how many is too many? So rank these, Cass, Josh Dunkley, Marcus Bontempelli, Tom Libertore, and Adam Trelaw. We're, we're taking Tim English out of the discussion. Rank those guys. Which one do you vibe more? Uh, obviously, I vibe more with Josh Dunkley. Uh, I do follow him on Instagram. He's lucky enough to get one of those from me. Uh, he's also scoring pretty well. He's also I, in a billion teams. Yeah, but um, with that face, you can't uh, not have him in your team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would say next, you'd have to go the Bont. I'm no scoops. I'm not going to talk down what the Bont actually does for the team and actually for her AFL as a sport, and that is he's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bont, I think, is a reasonable captain shout this week. A 583k elevated price compared to the other ones, averaging 111. Five round average 115. He's just not super sexy. He's going to average you 111. Which, you know, I'll accept 111. Um, Trelaw, on the other hand, um, well, no, not really. You know, I'm sure he's a great guy, uh, but he's the reason that Dunks didn't come to Essendon. So that's a pretty bad vibe on my end. What about Libba? No, don't like him. Okay. Liver, friend of the pot. All right, you heard it first. (laughs) Don't vibe any of those players. I don't even really have any sneaky pods. Uh, I don't have any sneaky pods that I would normally throw at this point in because I just don't trust any of the forwards, like pretty much every year. So, you know what, let's go to defence. There's plenty of players to discuss in defense. Number one for me is Jordan Dawson, even at 567K, which is 27 or 17K above my 550K rule. Averaging 106 for the year, five-round average of 116. Seems to just score impactfully, can accumulate, but seems to get his points by hitting the scoreboard, taking contested marks, that sort of stuff. Still only in 11% of teams. He is my pick of the week. This one's a bit spicy, Cassie. Shannon Hearn, $495,000, break even of 46. Now, I preface this by saying he misses a hell of a lot of games. But if you think he can string the rest of the games together, his last three scores 100, 129, and 111. High score earlier in the year of 156. Um, and he and he's he's filtered a through a couple of eighties in there, but I think this averaging around a hundred is is closer to what he's going to give us. Can he, as an eight hundred year old man, <laughs> play out the season? Well, he's only missed what three games this year, which I don't know what healthy is in at the moment. But look at those scores, and even that Froyo score, one hundred and fifty six. That's nuts to come from a forty year old man. So I would say, you know, he's in not a lot of teams, but it might be because he's just a little secret diamond that not everyone's found yet. But now the whole of Supercoach is listening to this podcast, so we've kind of revealed it to the world. Shannon Hearn, bye now. He's cheap. He's under 500K. 
trade out Jordan Dawson, bring in Shannon. <laughs> Don't stop telling me to trade out premium. <laughs> oh, well, he's in 706 teams. So is he going to be 707 after this podcast? Well, I'll have to see the teams uh, personally. I've got a, a big strict defense line. Tom Stewart comes back in. You're bringing him in for scoring, not for cash. He's going to lose some cash. That's fine. Bailey Dale, ever consistent, 106 average for the year, only in 4% of teams. Foz started him. We know Foz is a genius. He continues to keep on keeping on. But my boy, who I didn't trade into my team because he was a laid out with illness and I traded in Jake Lloyd instead, Nick Blakey, $488,000, 160K more expensive. Takes a shitload of kick-ins. Uh, had the buy last week, but has had four tons on the trot. 116, 106, 105, and 102. Cass, mm. are you vibing? Nick Blakey. No, if you see those stats, he's already plateauing. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? It's 116, 106, 105, 102. You know what the next one's going to be? 99. And then? And then just keep going down. Wow. You heard it first. Cass does not vibe. Nick Blakey. Caleb Daniel has had an okay year, but I'm not going to advocate trading for him. And outside of that, there's not many players I love. One I'm interested to see with uh, Weller going down for Gold Coast is Brandon Ellis. What does his role look like? Does he potentially get back to scoring really well again? All right. Uh, well again. Because Weller got injured. I understood it. <laughs> and finally, let's look at the midfield, Cass. Here, we're probably looking for Uber premium, so we're just going to get quick good vibe, bad vibes from you. Rory Laird. Yeah, good. I like him. He scores really well. Averaging 122 on the year. Only reason he's not in everyone's team is because he missed the first two rounds with injury. Callum Mills, good vibe, bad vibe. I think goodbye from C Mills. Um, I reckon that, you know, Sydney's got a lot of superstars on there and Callum Mills just also happens to be one of them, at least on Supercoach. Jack McRae, everyone has. I've seen people trading him out. I think that's madness. I understand he's not scoring. At the rate we probably wanted him to, three-round average of 104, yearly average of 120, but I don't think he's a trade-out. Took Miller. Well, yeah, obviously great vibes from Took. He's the namesake of my team. Um, so if you don't already have him, you're crazy. Um, Break even 57. He's going to go to. He's gonna go supernova. He's going to go above 600K. This is the cheapest. Bye now, everyone. He's 575. Ben Keys, Cassie, you won't know anything about Ben Keys, but he's been solid this year, though. Has dipped slightly as the year has worn on. If you say so, um, with a name that's spelt like that, I don't get good vibes. That's not how you spell keys. <laughs> uh, other than that, players coming off the bye, like normally I've got some real spicy hot takes, but I don't I don't have anyone jumping off the page at me. Tim, Tim Kelly, you've just pointed out, which has almost made me fall off my chair. I love Tim Kelly. Okay, 495,000, good vibes from you. Break even 54, plays for West Coast. Last three, four scores, 114, 80, 139, 93. Not exactly consistent. No, but uh, sometimes if someone's just a good bloke, you really just want to bring them into your team. 
up the ante. Not many people know who Tim Kelly is. I believe he's only in 0.8% of teams, probably just because people don't know who he is, not yeah. because of anything to do with yeah, sports. Nothing to do with him being bad at super coach. Andrew Gaff. I, I think Patch said he wants Andrew Gaff mm, in his team. No, thank you. Yeah, bad vibes, all right? I know he scored 130 and 93 over the last two. I know he's 418k. That's very affordable. Bad vibes. He's also only played seven games. He's just as bad as Tim English. (laughs) Fact. (laughs) Well, I think the only other question, Cass, would be... Who to captain? No, no, no. That's The mailbag covers that. We're not going to (laughs) steal the mailbag. Because the final thing we have to do, just because we can, we've got a little bit left time left. Play, these are players that are being traded out by coaches everywhere this week. Sam Hayes is the number one traded player so far this round. He's a decent shout to come back into the senior team. If he does, do you still hold him? Um, well, I only had him as a placeholder for Pruce, Um, And then now with Pruce still being up in the air, I might have to move Pruce off and just get rid of Hayes. I reckon I wouldn't hold him. It explains why he's probably been traded out by everyone. They're all thinking the exact same thing. I guess it depends. If you need, because we still need 18 on field this week. It should be easy, but it feels like injury and form are going to dictate a few changes for us. If he's playing and you have him, I think you have to hold him. Connor McDonald's been moved on. That's fine. He's got the bye. Braden Pruce, one of the most traded out players this week. As we've said, if he's not playing, trade. If he is playing, hold. Yep. Uh, Maurice Rioli, he, I don't think he's coming back on that side, so you can move him. And Bailey Smith, we've already discussed, he needs to be traded. There's a few names here which I think are pretty crazy. Nick Dacos. Now, this is interesting. He was there to tide us over in the buy rounds because he is a rookie price player. He was purely there, if you still had him, to buy tie you over the first two buy rounds, jump you up to a premium. The issue is, Cass... He's now 404k with a break-even of eight. So he's got plenty of cash. He's projected to hit 400 and about 450k. His last two scores, 113 and 112. Suddenly he's scoring what an Uber Primo does. Yeah, I actually want to get rid of Dacos quite a while ago, but the priorities in my team just end up being other players over him. And let's just say the last two rounds, I've been very happy that I didn't do it, but he's also very lucky to still be in the team. Um, very unlucky for the people who just traded him out. <laughs> if he steps you up to a premium, I understand the logic, but I'm now looking at him as a D7, M8 or M9, whatever yeah. the bench is, like emergency, use him to loophole, use him for coverage. He's got dual... I'm looking holding him now for the rest of the year, but I I do understand getting him up to a safer premium. Jason on Francis, we discussed. Will Brody being traded out, I think, is a panic move. Yes, he scored 82 on the weekend. Yes, Nat Five was in the team. I do not think the two are related. I think he just had a down game, and he spent a lot of time on the bench. I just think he had a down game. I think it's too early to look at moving him on. I think he's... I think he's fine. And Christian Petrarca, 99 on the weekend. People have cracked it. They've had enough. They bought him in at 600K. He's now 489K. I didn't know he's been doing this bad. Well, he's not been doing bad per se. He's lost that much money this year. He must be doing really bad. Well, let's have a look at it. He's averaging 107 on the year, but three-round average 74, five-round average of 94. So he's in a bad patch. He seems to be, I mean, 
who's going to say it? Is he, are we going to call him a downhill scare? Melbourne have some bad games. All of a sudden, his scoring has gone to shit. Potentially. I'd probably holding him unless I'm getting him to like a Took Miller or someone like that. Other than that, I don't think there's anything crazy. I see Max Gorn amongst there, amongst the highest traded players. Just not sure what the value is in trading him, uh, even to like a Jared Witts. I just I just think it's going to burn you. In the end, we saw him essentially score 200, you know, last week. So, Cass, for me... That about covers all the players. Thank you for joining me. Is there any last scorching hot takes you want to deliver? Um, okay, well, I'll go through my team um, for everyone who's just wondering, like, what my big... Oh, I actually have Josh Kelly on my team. <laughs> Was I talking shit about him? I can't remember. Oh. It, you said so many things this podcast, honestly. <laughs> um, hmm. Doherty, he's been really good this year. Mm-hmm. So keep him, everyone, if you don't know. No one... No one's trading out premiums. I can't stress this enough. I don't know if they're premiums or not. He's no if they're, if they're not a rookie, then they're a premium if they're in your team. Wait, that's not true because I know your forward line. Go through your team. Go through your team. Well, only like the big names. No, go through the, go through the, the main interesting names. So is Doherty interesting? Yep. Pendles, he was like a, oh, I guess I'll bring him. He's not been doing that well. Yeah, that, in hindsight, that's not an ideal pick. Um, my midfield's pretty much all primos. We've got Brayshaw, Merritt, Sinclair, Kelly, Neil, Oliver, Miller, McRae, Laird. It's pretty decent. That's a pretty bloody decent midfield. Yeah. Um, and then we know what my rocks are. You've got Gorn, Bruce, and Hay. So soon that will be Gorn and Wits. I uh, don't know who the third man will be. Dunkley in my front. Brody. What did we say about Brody? Don't trade him. That's what we said. Butters? Yeah, well... That was controversial, wasn't it? No, not controversial. I think he he copped a head knock. I think he copped another head knock on the weekend. I, I need to double check that. Either way, he's a hold unless he's not playing, and then you can probably justify letting him go. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Nick Martin. I say obviously because I think everyone's got Nick Martin except for the 1,298 people who recently just traded him. Uh, and the main forward, uh, Peter Wright from Essendon. Yeah, so you got he's Peter my, Wright in your team. He's my F1. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what you're filtering by to get him to F1. <laughs> so now that people know that you've got Peter Wright in your forward line, they should probably retroactively take the podcast with a grain of salt. No, but they should understand also. Um, Essendon and Sons, they've got a soft spot in my heart, um, unless you're Tom Lynch. So he's the perfect combination in that. Yes. Adam Saad used to be. I actually still like Adam Saad and I don't agree with him getting booed at games. doesn't make sense. If they developed him, sure. If he was a rookie with you guys and you developed him. But he came in as a mercenary for you and now he's a mercenary for us. What's the issue? I don't have an issue. I personally am against it and I've tried reaching out to his team and they are yet to respond to my calls. All right, Cass, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you again if you want them to? At Drink Show Pod on Instagram and Twitter or at Cass McCool on Twitter. Just Twitter, yeah. And shout out to the sponsors of this pod, Manscaped. Get the boxes 2.0 delivered straight to your door. 20% off plus free shipping using the code JOCK. That's code J-O-C-K at manscaped.com. Make sure you do... Uh, check out the website, the Mailbag Pod, with a very special guest will drop 
on Wednesday. Plenty of other content coming out. It's an awkward week with games ending on Monday and starting on Thursday, but the boys are doing their bloody best to get content out to you. 